Hey everyone, welcome to the I Dare You podcast. This podcast is all about you and helping you reach the big goals you have in your life and what next steps do you need to take to get there. I'm your host, Darren Johnson, and the fact that you are listening to this podcast, well, I'm excited for you because I know a little bit about you. You're listening because you are a learner. You want to learn from others. You're also open and coachable. You you appreciate and understand that in all areas of life, different vocations and different fields and endeavors, there are these hallmarks of excellence and high performers everywhere, and we can learn from them. Well, in this episode, we're going to learn from the very best in the area of winning and high performance and mindset. We are joined by Ben Newman. Now, Ben, oh my goodness, he is a highly regarded performance coach, international speaker, and best-selling author. His clients include Fortune 500 companies from around the world, thousands of business executives, sales organizations, and professional athletes and teams in the NFL, PGA, the NBA, Major League Baseball, UFC, and also in the NCAA. You know, Ben is the author of the number one Wall Street Journal and USA Today bestseller, Uncommon Leadership. And there's more, a lot more. Ben serves as the mental conditioning coach for the 18-time national champion Alabama Crimson Tide football team and has worked with players from the last four Super Bowl teams. He was also recently selected by Influensive.com as one of the top 10 motivators in sports, and Real Leaders Magazine selected him as one of their top 50 speakers in the world. Now, his clients have included Microsoft, U.S. Army, Quicken Loans, Miami Dolphins, Mars Snack Foods, Kansas State Football, St. Louis Cardinals, Minnesota Vikings, North Dakota State Bison Football, as well as thousands of executives, entrepreneurs, athletes, and sales teams from around the world. Now, here's what I love about Ben. Authentic, powerful, engaging storytelling. Well, I think you're going to enjoy this conversation. I hope you find it really encouraging and uplifting, and it gives you a different perspective on mindset and what it means to be a high performer, what it means to be winning in any area of your life that's important to you. Before we begin the conversation, I'd like for you to think about just a few things. Number one, high performers. Uh, when's the last time you felt like you were really high performing in your role? And, and also, those you work with and spend a lot of time with, who are those high performers that you look up to? Maybe you've never told them, but you definitely look up to them. What is it that they do day in and day out? without fail. Secondly, what does winning mean to you? You know, so often we put so much pressure and so much emphasis on the actual outcome. And the definition of winning, if we look at it differently, can be incredibly liberating and allow us to do even more with our lives and to reach that level of high performance. And third, buckle up, because Ben Newman is here and he is going to bring it. So now welcome to episode 17, everyone. And here is Ben Newman. Ben, welcome to the podcast. It's great having you here. Darren, great uh, great to be on the show. And uh, I, I have always loved the I Dare You title for this podcast. So <laughs> excited to be on the show and excited to uh, to spend some time with your listeners. Hey, uh, thank you, sir. And let's, let's dive in. Look, I, I'm really curious to learn more about your story. I mean, when I, when I look at your pedigree, you, you are, are coaching and working with some of the, um, obviously, the biggest leaders uh, in, in sports, also in the military and in, in Fortune 500 companies. Tell us about how did you land where you are right now? And how do you, why did you decide to use your talents in this way? I've had a lot of people dare me to, uh, to attack uh, life one day at a time is uh, probably the answer. And we, we can unpack that. But I, I've always had a one 
day at a time mentality, Darren. And, you know, a lot of that comes from adversity and challenge that I faced in my life. And I appreciate all of the things that you highlighted that you want everybody to hear about me, but it's really adversity and challenge that I've been through in my life. I've needed mentors and coaches. I still have two mentors. I'm reading books every day. I'm far from figuring it out, no matter who you try to tell everybody I have the opportunity to influence. But every day I've learned through my challenge and adversity, it's actually an opportunity to find our greatest strength, to approach the opportunity to be our best one day at a time to inevitably determine how great we can be. So when, when you were uh, going through your career path, how did you land in this area of performance coaching and how did you land there, Ben? Well, I'll, I'll give you the real answer. And I don't say this to impress you. It's to impress upon the point. Uh, back in 2004, I, I joined uh, Northwestern Mutual. So a fortune 100 financial firm, um, due to my personal story of losing my mother 11 days before my eighth birthday. And my mother is my fuel, my passion. The name of our podcast is The Burn. And so my yes. mom is this burn, this fire inside of me that ignites why and purpose to attack one day at a time. And I came into the insurance and investment business, a very hard business to take on. Yes. And it was one of those things where I just, I attacked one day at a time. And as a result of that, I got invited to speak in 2006. I had a little boutique firm up in Chicago contact me and say, what the hell are you doing? Like you are on <laughs> fire in this business. Will you come tell your story? And Darren, they offered me 500 bucks to come speak for an hour and pay my expenses. I'm a 26 year old kid. I'm like, this is a thing. Like you'll actually pay it. me to come and do this. And so it kind of just fell into my lap. And I really loved and really embraced the opportunity to connect with everybody that was in that audience, not so much for sales language that I knew I could share, but more so to connect them to their burn, to their fight, to their underlying drives so that they could attack their best and speed forward. I was lucky enough in 2011, my old high school basketball coach asked me to come speak to the high school team for free, which I said yes to. You know, everybody's looking for these high paying opportunities with money. And I yeah. would encourage everybody, sometimes you got to give a little bit of you and prove yourself before your big opportunities arise. And so that was my first opportunity in sports it was my old high school, my alma mater, Ladue High. And cool. fast, fast forward to today, here we are 16 years later, and it's a blessing to be able to speak, write, and coach, and, and fight to be the best I can be and to make a difference one day at a time. Well, Ben, I'm impressed with your background. Thanks for sharing that with me. But what I just learned uh, trumps everything you've done. So Northwestern Mutual Life, true story. I was a college agent for Northwestern Mutual Life back in the yes. late 80s. And, I, <laughs> and I'll tell you what, Ben, that is the, to this, I was, I, I was fired from that job. I was so bad at it. I remember. Oh, no. Oh, no. But the, the, <laughs> the, the, the gentleman was name was, uh, uh, last name was Dobbs in Fargo, North Dakota. And he, yep. he brought me into his office and he said, Hey, Darren, you having any fun? And I said, you know, Jim, Jim Dobbs, that's it. I said, Jim, I'm not. He said, you know what? Then let's go ahead and part ways. I said, that sounds good. <laughs> so the fact, the fact that you, you carved your way in that industry, it's a worthwhile, it's wonderful, but that is saying something. So, fantastic. well, you know, there's a, a friend of mine, Derek Dinger, uh, who actually runs the office in Fargo, North Dakota now. And Derek was actually the one I spoke for his office in Aberdeen, South Dakota. My very first talk ever for the North Dakota State Bison. 
I spoke at his office in Aberdeen in the morning and Derek Dinger drove me to Fargo with a few of his advisors <laughs> for me to speak to then what had been the four time straight national champion, North Dakota State Bison. I had never met Coach Kleiman. It was my first talk with the team. They embraced me. I embraced them. And, you know, here we are, a handful of national championships with North Dakota State. And I'm still with Coach Kleiman. This will be our eighth season together wow. now at Kansas State. So it, it's amazing how everything comes full circle like Listen, that. That is amazing, right? So you are the mental conditioning coach for Kansas State and, and NDSU and Alabama as well? So I, I was the mental conditioning coach for North Dakota State. That was the first collegiate football team that I worked with. Then came Alabama. And then once Coach Kleiman got the job at Kansas State, he brought me with him. I so see. they say once a bison, always a bison. So yeah. I'm still close with Coach Ensign, Coach Roll, and so many amazing individuals in that program. And they have not missed a beat. They just continue to attack greatness up, at, up in Fargo. But now it's uh, Alabama, Kansas State, and then I do a significant amount of work with teams and players in the NFL, as well yeah, as wow. other sports. Wow. Well, quick NDSU story. Uh, so I, my affiliation with the NDSU Bison, what a program, number one. Incredible. But, oh, my goodness. What a program. And in the late 80s, I was the towel boy um, for the NDSU Bison football team. I was right there. I was handing, handing towels out. So does that count for anything, Ben, at all? Does that give me any props? Absolutely. You're part of the program. <laughs> I'm going to take that. I'm going to put that in my resume, part of the NSU Bison program. Hey, uh, but let, let, me, let me get to your uh, mental performance type yeah. work. So what, what are some of the traits that you notice in some of these high-performing organizations and leaders within? I know that's not a fair question, but I'm looking for those themes and such. No, it's it. That you're, it's that you're a, seeing. It, it's absolutely a fair question. You know, the, the first thing I would share with you is there's a – a common denominator of success with the highest performers, and they are not seduced by success. They are not seduced by success. So whether it was the time I've spent with Jerry Rice, I remember I asked Jerry, Jerry Rice, I said, what makes you great? And oh, his boy. response was actually one of the most profound statements I've ever heard. He said, you know what I've never understood? How could somebody not give 100% when it's 100% your choice? He then went on. This was in the green room before we shared the stage together. We then go out to take the stage together and he shares with the audience at this event. He said, you know, if I went for 169 yards and two touchdowns on Sunday, I was the first one in the building on Monday to watch film to identify the areas of opportunity I had from the game before. I wasn't celebrating that I was the player of the game and had a couple of touchdowns. He said, if I could identify that I missed a route, that prevented Joe Montana from putting on my number 80 for another touchdown. If I missed a block that would have sprung Roger Craig for another touchdown, that's what I want to see from yesterday's game. So he was never seduced by success. It was always that willingness and desire and passion and almost obsession to attack that next level. And, and the second thing I would share with you about the highest performers, Darren, we live in a world today where everybody wants to tell you how great they want to be. Yes. Yet when we have a conversation with their action, that tells us the real story. And every single one of us, myself, yourself, everybody listening, you know exactly what you need to do on a daily basis in order to be your best. And at the end of the day, the national championship rings that you see behind my head, that's not what I 
utilized to define winning. Winning is your ability to look yourself in the mirror at the end of the day, one day at a time, and to say, today, I gave it my very best. And if you can do that, nobody can ever take that away from you. Nobody can ask any more of your very best. You can't ask any more of yourself than your very best. But the highest performers, their action, they do what they say they are going to do. And if I could politely, now that you guys see, I get, I get a little fiery when I start talking about the opportunity for people to be their best. Yeah. I dare you. I dare you for the next 30 days to actually do what you say you're going to do for 30 days. I dare you to not measure yourself on how much money you make, to not measure yourself on results. I dare you for the next 30 days to show up one day at a time, do what you say you're going to do so that you can look yourself in the mirror at the end of the day and say, today I gave it my very best. If you do that for 30 days, the dare that I just gave you might just change your life. I love it. Great challenge. But now, Ben, for those that are listening, we have people who have big ambitions and they're actively moving toward that. I would say maybe they have really good habits that every day they're moving toward that. Others, others are maybe starting or dabbling, I would say. And yeah. there's another, another group that is just paralyzed. They're just thinking about it. What, in your opinion, in your experience, what prevents people from doing what you just suggested? Taking that dare, taking those steps, being consistent. What, what stops people? Well, I think, you know, self-talk is what has a tendency to hold so many people back. You know, what if, you know, the adversity I faced last week or last year is going to keep me on the sidelines. I don't want to go in. And I would encourage everybody, get in the game. Don't wait on the sidelines. Silence your fear. Silence your self-talk. Oftentimes, we have a tendency to sabotage ourselves with our self-talk to prevent ourselves from moving forward to hold on to results that we can't control rather than allowing your fear to dictate your action don't allow your feelings to dictate how you show up i always call it standard over feelings identify the standard of what it looks like to win and just trust and believe and have faith that the process or the standard is going to keep you in the game it's going to keep you growing it doesn't mean it's going to be easy but you have it in you to get to that next level, but you're going to have to take action. So standards over feelings. Is that, that's, that's what you're, that's what it. You said. Yep. So Standard how, over feelings. Day to day, uh, Ben, how do we, how do we implement that? How do we bring that to life? And to, well, I'll give you another story. Them. I was one of the top financial advisors in the world. He's probably now when we started working together, he was he was already doing a lot. He's given me permission to share the story. But his name is Claudio Gambin from GFG Solutions out of Orlando. Anybody anybody interested in some amazing strategic ideas, especially coming out of tax season, make sure to get in contact with me. I'll, I'll connect you there with Claudio. But I will share with you that Claudio, similar to Jerry Rice, I asked him one, one time driving in the car to dinner when I was down doing coaching work with his organization in Orlando. So what makes you great? He said, easy answer. Doesn't matter what I sold yesterday. Doesn't matter the impact I sold yesterday. Doesn't matter what I think I might do tomorrow. If I don't do what I said I was going to do today, the amount of guilt that I live with is too much for me to handle. I would rather just do the work. And so I know what many of you are now saying, this guy keeps giving the same damn answer over and over and over again. But Darren, everybody's looking for the easy answer. And there is no easy answer. Whether it's Jerry Rice, whether it's Claudio Gambin, you look at both of their examples and the answer is the work. And so what you have to do is you have to say, 
here's my goal. Here's my vision. If you're in sales, I want to be number one in sales. Let's paint on the canvas of your imagination as big as you want to think. Give yourself permission to go for it. But then the key, Darren, is we have to grab it. We got to bring it down. We got to put it right in front of our face and reverse engineer it and identify what are the habits, disciplines, behaviors? What is that standard that's going to cause me to have the highest probability of driving that success? And that's really what it comes down to. Jerry Rice did the work. Claudio Gammon did the work. Respectively, two of the best ever do what they do. Yeah. Uh, so now let's talk about Jerry Rice. I mean, that, that great and great stories, great examples. Um, and what I'm interested, though, is um, can that be taught then? In other words, are, it's back to the old age-old question, great leaders. Are, are they born or are they made? There may be some who are listening in saying, well, that's, oh my gosh. Well, of course, Ben, that's Jerry Rice you're talking about. I am, you know, I'm on my way to work. I'm at home. Um, that's, those, are the, those are the types of things that are for the rarefied uh, goats out there. Not for me. What would you say? First off, you know, you got to remember to stay in your lane. You know, that that's the easy thing. And that's the self-talk. Yeah, but this guy's talking about Jerry Rice and I don't play in the NFL. I didn't ask you to go suit it up and go play in the NFL. All I did was give you an example of somebody who showed up every day, did what he said he was going to do. And when he got results, he said, I'm going to go do it again. So whether you're selling widgets, whether you're a doctor, whether you're an entrepreneur growing your business, you can be the Jerry Rice of your business. And the Jerry Rice of your business is going to be the individual who, regardless of yesterday's sale, last month was my best month. Don't allow those feelings to dictate how you show up. Keep attacking one day at a time. We can learn from the greats, but it's uncommon, Darren. And it's the reason why I wrote my latest book, Uncommon Leadership. All I did was highlight 11 leaders and 11 examples of what those leaders do to remain uncommon, to help show all of us, including me. The reason why I wrote the book is I wanted to honor 11 people who have influenced how I show up is to give us 11 ways that we in our lives, regardless of what you do, can drive success to your next level. Now, your book on common leadership, you just mentioned it. It is a phenomenal read. In fact, some of the people you, the 11 leaders, I mean, Coach Nick Saban, John Gordon, Will Compton, Drew Hanlon, uh, Tyrone Woodley, it goes Jerry Rice, right? Uh, so how did you pick those 11, Ben, of all the leaders, all the people you know, why, why those 11? So the 11 leaders in the book are all 11 people that I've had the blessing of working with, sharing the stage with, being a part of a coaching staff with. And so for me, it was the lessons that I've learned from them. They have impact and helped shape how I think and how I show up in life. You know, because our success, it's not just about changing your habits. It's not just the work. It's about changing the way that you think. And I think for the readers, the feedback we've been receiving is, gosh, this, this helps me think differently, which helps me think about my action differently. And if I think differently and take different action, I'm going to wind up with a higher probability of hitting those goals that are on that canvas of my imagination. Wow. So re real life example. Um, and there are a lot of people who are listening that are maybe they're, I don't know, their forties or fifties, and they've been high performers for a while. <laughs> they, they've been, they've been in that top 10% or whatever career field they're in and they're doing really, really well. And it gets tough to sustain that, Ben. It gets really challenging to sustain that. So for me, 
I've been in corporate America for about 30 years. I've, if I look back over those years, 20s, after getting fired from Northwestern Mutual Life, uh, <laughs> but the, the 20s and 30s and 40s, and now I'm in my 50s, there are times when um, it, it feels a little bit more challenging to keep that left, keep at a very, very high level. Uh, what, what advice do you have for those of us that are, boy, we still got a lot of gas in the tank and we want to perform at a high level. How do we keep, keep it fresh and keep it going? I remember there was a family owned business here in St. Louis. This is probably going back 10 years ago. I, I've been doing this a long time. As I mentioned, this goes back, you know, 16 years I've been doing this work. And I remember we had what we call a boot camp. So we have boot camps where, you know, people will come in and would teach different material and different speakers. And one of the individuals, he was knocking on the door of 70 family owned business. I mean, financially set. I mean, Darren yeah. Dunn, he didn't need to make any more money. And he stood up, he pauses the whole meeting and he goes, okay, something just hit me, stops, I, I gotta share this. He stands up at the conference table, small group, we typically do this small setting, stands up and he said, I can give more. I thought when I walked into this boot camp that I was ready to give this to my kids. So my kids might be a little bit upset, <laughs> but this has made me realize I'm not done yet. Wow. I haven't given it my all in my final chapters before I give it to my children. And sure enough, because of my work with this individual, I watched him re-engage, take it to the next level and leave the company in an even stronger place for his children. And what I call that is his burn. So my burn, Darren, comes from losing my mom, having 24 hour nursing care in the house when I was a seven year old boy. My parents divorced at six months old. I saw more with these two eyes by eight years old than some people see in a lifetime. But for myself, and I know probably so many of your listeners, adversity and challenge defines us. It molds us. It's how we show up. That is oftentimes people's burn. If that's what I saw with my two eyes, I can fight through this. That's my burn. And I want to keep writing my mother's story. For him, he was reconnected to the burn of, I'm not done yet. And I think a lot of times, because we have success, because we have money in the book, in, in the bank, I'm finished, but you weren't put here to just say, I'm finished. You'll be finished. You'll, you'll know when you're really finished. But if you say, I'm done, I've got enough. But then that self-talk creeps in and says, you're cheating yourself. Right. You know, you got to ask, are you really willing to listen to that voice? Because oftentimes when we know we can give more, because Darren, you are making in your 50s look really damn good. So you got a, you got a long way to go, right? Like you've done it right. And so for, for you to say, I've got money, I've got this, I'm going to retire in a few years. There's going to be something left in the tank. I can see it. You can see in the energy how you prepare for podcasts like this. And so Darren, I think the most important thing is, is to limit our self-talk, find out what the burn is. If you do really have that desire to give more. If you've done it, you're successful, you've got the money in the bank and you're ready for retirement, pass it on to the next generation better than you found it. But for those that are maybe telling themselves or wanting affirmation from somebody, I'm done. This guy wasn't done. He could have been done financially, but he wasn't done. He wasn't done because he had more that he could give to his kids. It was powerful. Wow. So I think everybody has to connect to their burn do it every day and it'll change how you show up in life. I appreciate it. that's some real talk right there. I think for a lot of the people listening, uh, that is the biggest fear, right? You, 
you give up or you stop too early. And then it's like, now what? Right. I, I could have done more. I could have changed more people's lives. I've, I could have used the talents that God gave me uh, even more than I already have. And you're cheating yourself. And too many people, I see it. They, they stop too early. <laughs> they just stop. Correct. So tell me, uh, uncommon leadership. What is the what do you want people to know or to behave or do differently as a result of reading your book? Well, I think the most important thing with, with any book, I often do a better job of selling other people's books than I do my own. <laughs> but I would certainly hope that, you know, with uncommon leadership, that something, something or some lesson changes how you think. It maybe takes this, this path where you've been protecting yourself and it throws you off course just a little bit, which connects you more to your burn which then connects you to a deeper, more consistent level of behavior so that you can win more in your life. If a reader could pick up the book and get that, that's the reason why I write books. It's the reason why we have your mental toughness playbook and the other books that I've written is because we want to help you think differently and change the action and the manner in which you show up in life. Ben, you're clearly doing a lot of different things with your life. Uh, <clears throat> and tell me though, what is, what are, maybe one or two projects you're working on right now that's giving you a great deal of passion and you may have just answered it with your book and your coaching but anything in particular you're working on right now that's giving you a lot of a lot of passion I, I once again I, I say this similar to when I you know started by getting off to a fast start and I don't say these things to impress anybody it's to impress upon the point that you know our team has worked very hard and as a result of that, we've been blessed to have growth to impact people in many different industries and in sports and in business. And so it's not just me. You know, at one point in time back in 06, it was just me, Darren. It was me. You'd call me. I'd show up. And I was the one doing everything. And, yeah. you know, now we're blessed to have a team. We have a speakers bureau and we have 16 coaches that are on our team and we've got online courses. And so it's how can we impact more every day? So the challenge, the dare for me every day is to be the best that I can be to develop the individuals who are leaders on our team to go impact more individuals. Nice. The dare that I have for myself every day is to be the best that I can be, to not be content, to not be seduced by success. So that the individuals that I still work with one-on-one -on -one, or I'm on the sidelines with their team or I'm in their boardrooms, that I'm engaged and I'm locked in and I'm trying to learn as much as I can too. But you know, the real shift for us is how big can the impact be in this fight to serve a billion people? And that's the real big goal. And I've, I've learned over time, Darren, that that billion, I don't have to do it alone. I can do it with great team members and the blessing to partner with incredible organizations and teams. You know, Ben, uh, you're doing worthwhile work, clearly, and you can just hear it in your voice that you believe it as well. I'm just, I'm just affirming that. Uh, to those that are listening, and you can hear it in Ben and talking about uh, his performance coaching and Ben, I've had a coach, an executive coach for a number of years, and I tell you what, a great coach can really hold you accountable, not in a shame type way, but kind of putting your arm around you and say, you can do more, you can do this. But I think that in that area of performance coaching, uh, mental mindset, I'll tell you what, for those that are, are in a career and looking to take that next step, a great coach for me is such an investment in yourself and so invaluable. Well, Darren, I mentioned, I still have two coaches. I'm still reading books every single day yeah. because I believe that we're, we're never finished. We can always give more. And so for me, I, I think coaching has been a huge difference and you nailed it. Whether somebody ever works with a member of our coaching team, you know, have mentors, have coaches, have people 
who challenge you, who dare you to get uncomfortable to figure out how great you can be. If we were to always live a life of protecting ourselves, we would never be able to find out what we were actually capable of achieving. Ben, you got me all fired up here. Uh, How should we follow you, sir, uh, and stay in touch with the great projects you and your team are doing? Well, you know, our website is bennewman.net. Uh, Instagram and Twitter are probably where I am most active on social media. It's at continued fight. And so we always welcome new followers. We welcome new clients and certainly look forward to the opportunity to partner uh, with teams and organizations to help us with that fight to a billion. Ben, this has been such, such a treat to get to know you and an honor to have you on I Dare You podcast. I appreciate the I Dare You challenge for 30 days, everyone. (laughs) I, I love that. And Ben, if you could put in a good word for me at Northwestern Mutual Life, I'd appreciate that. I'm still triggered by that, <laughs> as you can tell. But thank you, Ben, for being part of this podcast. Darren, I appreciate Randy connecting us and, and, and making this happen and appreciate uh, the opportunity to be with you and for your listeners. And let us know what we can do to spread the message. And uh, everybody, accept that I Dare You Challenge, because I promise you we're in this fight together. I'm still daring myself every day, too. Thanks, Ben. Take care. Thanks, Darren. That was Ben Newman. Wow, what a conversation. So what was your biggest takeaway, everybody? What are the one or two things you're going to implement in your life uh, starting today? You know, talking to Ben reminded me that just as we practice other specific skills in, in our life or whatever's important in our job, we should be practicing also mindset and mental conditioning and treating that just as importantly as other skills that are important in our job. That oftentimes is the differentiator between good to great, from good performance to high performance. We all know how to do the same skills, but oftentimes it's mindset. And we can control much of that through things you're doing here, listening to podcasts, reading books, but also sometimes we need external influences, like a coach or people around us to remind us, uh, to hold us accountable, that we can become greater than we, we believe we can. And it comes back down to those habits and those actions that we know we need to take. But sometimes we need help to get there. You put out the challenge, the I Dare You Challenge for the next 30 days. So what, is, what does that mean to you? What's that goal you're thinking of? And what are those habits that correspond with that goal? And give it a run for 30 days. As he said, it can transform your life. Let's get out of our comfort zone for the next 30 days, and let's just see what can happen. Now, make sure you follow Ben on Instagram, at Continued Fight, and also he is on Twitter, same handle. And also, you can learn more about him at bennewman.net. Now that you listen to the episode, I invite you to share with family and friends. Who would benefit from this type of a message and the I Dare You Challenge? Also, follow me on Instagram, at DarrenJohnson1. Drop me a message. Let me know how you're liking things. And also follow this community on Instagram at I Dare You Pod. And finally, everyone, please do, as you pursue this I Dare You Challenge, uh, drop me a message on Instagram or via email, DarrenJohnson at Mac.com. Let me know how you're doing with your goals and if I can hold you accountable. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and we will see you next week.